This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So you haven't packed yet? I have not packed yet. Not one thing at all. Have you thought about packing yet? No, I'm not doing that. So basically I'm doing the, I'm going to pack a little bit for a little bit, and then I'm going to come back and get the rest of it at graduation. I'm not taking the whole thing, because I'm going to be coming back down here probably often throughout January through May. Right. And so then graduation's in May, and then I can take the rest of my stuff up after graduation. Have you looked at the weather up there? I have (laughs) looked at the weather up there. It's actually, I've been comparing the weather up in Minnesota compared to Illinois, and they're really not that different. There's like a separation of like five degrees. I think that could widen here in a little bit. I'm not believing it. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? Yes, let's do it. Three, two, one. Welcome into the Alana Inquirer podcast, and this is going to be a bittersweet episode. Um, I'm hoping we're recording this on December 19th. Uh, Isaac Trotter and I are going to talk with Lovey Smith and hopefully some of the staff today about the uh, class of 2020. But uh, we're probably going to, I'm probably going to release this during the holiday week, so we'll have some content up there, and you can listen to it on your holiday travels. But Isaac Trotter, welcome in. This is our exit interview podcast instead of just doing it privately i figured let's just air this to the world how about that yeah let's do that <laughs> all all secrets out yeah that's weird that's so weird an exit interview it just is like yeah. it's just odd have you ever done an exit interview i have not i don't think i've ever conducted an exit interview so here we go we're just we're breaking new out. ground trying new things <laughs> well uh you've been a huge part of our site for how long the last two years it's been so you hired me in March. So it's it's go it's closing in on three years. So actually. March twenty seventeen. Yes. Uh and and how I hired you is I asked Gene McDonald just for any suggestions you have. I'm, I'm looking to maybe take on an intern, somebody who wants some experience. Because, you know, if somebody went to this university, I want uh, journalism students here to have some opportunities to, to get into the real world because I think that is the most important thing. Uh, Gene McDonald, the professors at College Media do a fantastic job, but I feel like too many kids just try to get into the business uh, with di work or college work and i really think for me working at the news gazette just gave me so much experience in a real world environment and maybe do some stories that i probably wouldn't have done by myself but really paid off for me in the long run so um gene gave me your name and then i kind of held on it for a while and i think you sent me some follow-up emails right i did so gene so here's the funny story about this (laughs) so gene mcdonald goes I think I, I gave your name to Jeremy Warner, who came to our class. So I kind of yeah, knew yeah. you from coming to our class a little bit. And I, you asked several questions, so you stood out a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't really know much about Alana Inquirer. So then yeah. I was. She told me about it. So then I'm like looking through it. I wasn't a subscriber or anything. And I kind of looked at it. I was like, cheap college kids. Well, I go. Why am I not a subscriber <laughs> to this? So I'm just kind of thinking it through. And then I sent an email, and I didn't hear a response for like three months. And it was completely. I go. Okay, well, that's not that's not what, what I was supposed jerk. to be doing. No, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> because actually, what w- it was the best thing of all time that you didn't respond for three months. Because at that point, I had gone to the Daily Illini, and I said, hey, I want to write about sports. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you didn't write in high school. And I said, 
okay. That's what go, college is for. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I went to a tiny little school, like whatever. And so, and and they go, well, so we're gonna stick you on on air for club hockey. And I said, okay, this is not really what I want to be doing, <laughs> but I'm just gonna do it. And I have made you ever some... played hockey? No, not at all. <laughs> I hate. I, I can barely skate. I'm a yeah. horrible skater. So like, it's just like it's not really what I want to do. But I was, I was like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. So I did some audio stories, and so no one's responding, or you didn't respond for three months, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna go get a job. I need to write. I need to write somewhere. Yeah. So I went to the Leroy Farmer City Press, and I emailed the sports editor there, and I said, listen, man, I played basketball at Blue Ridge. I don't know if you remember me, but I'd love to add more content. It feels like you are so stretched thin, or whatever. Yeah. Can I do that? And he said yes. And so I started writing for him for three months, and. And then when you responded to me, you're like, send me some clips. I had zero clips when I first emailed yeah. you. In that three-month span, I was able to go get all my clips that I could send to you. And if I didn't have clips, you probably pro- wouldn't I don't know if I would have. No. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because, you know, looking through the clips, like, it's not like you were re- good no. yet. I mean, no, we all need- freshman in we college. All stink when we start this. My first story that I tried to write for the DI was awful. Just absolutely awful. You got to learn how to write. But, yeah, that's a good start. Right, you, you learn how to write a little bit there. Um, okay, so how did you end up wanting to get into this? By accident. Yeah, it was one of those things that I was when I was a kid. I wanted to play sports, and I happened to live right next to Fred Croner, who worked for the <laughs> News Gazette, and he took me to Danville Area Community College for a sports media camp. And it was just a bunch of sports nerds that were just talking sports. And I wanted to be Brian Barnhart and Mike Shannon and John Rooney and do play by play. And so at that camp, we got to have a chance to do play-by-play of Danville Dan baseball games and I kind of fell in love with with mm-hmm. radio and broadcasting and, and play-by-play and I was kind of good at it when I was little like they they always said like I was pretty good at this whole like talking about this stuff and so then um writing wise I wasn't had any intentions of being a writer until Fred was made us all do r- r- like writing assignments there and then I got to Illinois and and I decided not to play college baseball and I decided to go to Illinois for journalism even though I didn't apply for journalism I applied yeah. for business didn't get in and they said media and I was like you know what that was my sign I really that's, that's what I really wanted to do I was worried about the money I mean that's what all of us reporters are we failed to get into something else right? yeah but it was one of those things that like <laughs> i was always worried about the money i go is, is this going to be worth it like yeah. i'll just go into the college of business and 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 i my backup plan was college of media and then they put me in the college media i'm like no that's what i want to do and i knew i wanted to do yeah. it and after i said no i'm not playing college baseball i go here and it just kind of happened it what, was awesome what were your college baseball options so when i was younger i was going to go play at parkland I had a chance to walk on at Illinois State. I, Dan Hartlib and I were talking about a possibility to come here and play baseball here, too, as a walk-on. And wait, then I had, wait. What was that like? What was it like being recruited by Dan Hartlib? It was one of those, like, I knew Andrew Kotner, who was a really good pitching coach in this area, who knew also other people. So he mm-hmm. kind of put my name around a little bit. And so Dan was like, well, we're thinking about adding another catcher. So it was just like, we, were, we weren't really talking. And yeah. then, So then I had some Division two and Division three programs that I went and visited to. And, and it was just like, I knew I loved baseball. But for some reason in my head, I was always on the, am I going to make money at this? Right. And I was a six foot four, 170 pound catcher who had zero power. I had one home run in high school because I didn't lift weight. I hadn't (laughs) done anything. I benched like 115 pounds. You didn't buy in a launch angle yet. I hadn't bought in the (laughs) launch angle yet. I was just, just, and so it was like one of those like, I don't know if I'm going to make money in this or if I'm going to be a a guy and make some money. You have to love it really to play at D2, D3 level. Yeah. Right? Like my buddy, Matt, my best friend, Matt, um, played D3 football. You have to love it. 
to play D3 football. And then I knew that walking on in baseball would meant that I didn't do anything in journalism. Yeah. So I go. So that was a pretty easy conversation. Once I and then I my senior year I blew out my knee in my last high school baseball game, running into a brick fence catching a pop up. At least it, it was the last game, man. It was regional <laughs> championship though. Oh. Uh, so that was really sucky. So I fly into the wall. I catch <laughs> the a ball. Bad day. <laughs> yeah. I just destroyed my knee. We lost one nothing. I stayed uh. in the game for three innings for some reason. I don't know why. And so then we lost one nothing. So then once that happened, the doctor goes, "Yeah, you can't catch anymore." Made it really easy to go. Yeah, you're going to Illinois <laughs> yeah. to go to journalism. Okay, so you get into this. Um, what was it like first starting to write for me? Because I just gave you some stories to work on. I didn't delve into it that much. I just said, hey, it's kind of like what I've done with Gabby, what I've done with Gavin. Just kind of go, all right, you can make of this what you want. That's kind of what I tell you guys. If you want to write a lot, we, we can have you write a lot, and, and you can grow in that role. What was it like when you first got here with me? It was a little. I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't yeah. understand the community. I didn't know what I was going to do with you. Right. It was, <laughs> I didn't understand really the community of it, and I can't remember who it was. But the first assignment you gave me was a tight end that didn't go to Illinois. He ended up picking Air Force a couple years ago, and I can't remember his name. Oh. Um. And that was the first one I did. Okay. And I talked to him in a computer lab in like Illinois. It was just like one of those late at night interviews. It probably wasn't all that great. I wasn't sure what I was asking. And that was the that was step one. Griffin something. Yeah. It was an in-state tight end. Yes. Yeah, man. I can't remember what his name was. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I think I started you off on just kind of I wanted some recruiting help. Just, yes. just somebody who can call up recruits, talk to them, put the story together. And those aren't ne- those are hardly ever right. Like. Those aren't the stories I live for, <laughs> is, is recruiting updates. But people want to hear what these recruits have to say. Um, and they parse through all the quotes. And, and we do learn a little bit about these guys. We get to know them a little bit. And we want to tell a little bit of their stories. Uh, but basically started you off there first. That right? was it. And, and and that was just all little recruiting things. I talked to a couple kids was one Griffin time. Hammer? No, that doesn't okay, sound Okay, that was right. older than that. That Listen, was like Venerian Lois. I'm literally like going through <laughs> Air Force class of 2018. <laughs> Josh Lifson. There you Josh go. Josh Lifson. That yeah, was Yeah, they were showing was. a little bit of interest in him. That's who it was. Class of 2018. I do remember that story. Yes, it was not good at all. It was like 325 words. It's fine. It was quotes. Yeah, it was fine. It was. That's all it was. And so that's how I started. And it was one of those, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't understand the community at all. And I, then, and also another thing too was, I'd always been infatuated with basketball writing. Like, those were the people that I wrote. Like, I read Paul Klee and Brett Dawson religiously when I was a kid. Good guys to read. Great guys to read. They were fantastic at their job. So football was a little bit different, and and I didn't play football in high school either. So I remember looking up, I go, wait, which is the right guard and which is the right tackle? What's the difference between guard and tackle? So I was figuring that out. With Garrick McGee, there was uh, no right guard or right tackle. Right, and it was was strong side, weak side, (laughs) and then they'd shift and fly around, and it looked really stupid, and I wasn't sure what was going on. But that's how it started. And then I went to spring ball a little bit that year, Mm -hmm. and just, just a couple days. I was barely knew the roster. Didn't really know what was going on. I didn't. I don't even think I wrote that much about spring ball. I think I was all recruiting until that yeah. training camp was when I really got. That, that's when things started got, to click a little bit. You got hooked then. Yeah, I could. I needed. I. I thought, man, I can use him a little bit just to do some, you know, periphery things like, hey, talk to this guy, do a feature on him, mm-hmm. uh, do an update here, maybe talk to Lovey today so I can go talk to somebody else, which is invaluable to me and what I kind of wanted. So I could focus maybe on some bigger picture stuff than, hey, who's hurt today or right. <laughs> like um, what's what's the latest on the quarterback battle. Um, so that but you seem to get energized there. And, and that's when I started to see. 
the trademark Isaac Trotter enthusiasm. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's what it all clicked. It was like a little kid who didn't understand what he was getting into at Christmas. It's like the first Christmas you can remember, and then you go, "Oh, this is really fun." Because I'd go to training camp, and there's 85 guys. They're all flying around. My eyes are as big as saucers. Mm-hmm. And then I start to realize what's going on. I'm like, "This is really, this is really enjoyable." And from now on, like, what did you like about it so much? There was so much stuff to do that I could find something that no one else saw. And that's what I liked about it. And there were so many complex things. And I always loved listening to the coaches and what they were saying and all of these little things. And it wasn't boring to me. Other people thought it was boring and monotonous. And for some reason, I really liked it. And I I just did. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I like training camp because you can learn so much. Um, you really get to know these people. Um and kudos to Lovey Smith for this. I mean, he can be very tough for us, right? Yeah, I got a good Lovey Smith story I might tell later. Okay. Uh, I could probably add to that a little bit. But, like, you and I, like, we get to talk to them every day. We get to watch them every day. We get to learn about them. And we get to tell their stories. And that's really a time where you can dive into that because you have access to them. Thank you, Lovey Smith, for that. We get access to them for two straight weeks. And, and you get to learn about how they're playing, what they're doing, but you also have time after practice to like have them for 10 minutes and talk to them and, and, and tell their stories. And I think it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's awesome. And and that's kind of what really got me into – that's when I kind of decided that, hey, football is the sport I want to cover the most, more than any other sport. Basketball is not the one Why I is want. that? Because there's so many different stories. And I'm not stuck writing the same story that everybody else is writing. When Alan Griffin scores 17 points in a game, everybody writes an Alan Griffin story. When Reggie Corbin rushes for 210 yards, you can have four or five people write about that. But I'm going to go write about Vidarian Lowe, who cleared the lane right there. And it was a, you know, that, that's how they got him. So right. there's just different stories that I can write. And with football, there's different angles and I can be different. And there's, that's the thing I wanted. I, wanted no, I didn't want to be the same as everybody else. There's 105 guys on the team. There's 20 something staff members there's people who are you know staff members like there's so many you're right there's just so many people and stories to tell and everybody has a story it's interesting in some way they're all cool there's all some interesting angle that you can find and there's so many stories that i think about like just that just that start that i missed out on that i didn't know about and and, in just that Mm -hmm. first training camp that i was with you where i go man if i knew a little bit more about that that would have been a really cool story to tell then when did you feel like you hit your stride I don't know if I've ever hit my stride. Yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have. I, I think I just got more comfortable. I think it was, so I did the, that was the training camp of what? Uh, 17. 17. So that was Chase Crouch year, two and ten year. Oh, man, there was like 16 interceptions a day there. <laughs> yeah, we kind of knew at that point. Ooh. Yeah. I think it was the training camp of 2018 where I started to get really comfortable because then I knew the whole team. I kind of knew the coaches a little bit. They knew me. Mm-hmm. So I got I got pretty comfortable there. And then I had some relationships with some of the guys on the team, too, which was helpful. Yeah. I think it was the 2018 season, and then that kind of led into 2019, where then I went to every game, right? Other than UConn, yeah, which I was going to go to, but then it, things worked out where you could go. I mean, you basically became the beat writer. Yeah. Um, what did you learn in your experience with Alana Inquirer about being a beat writer? I think the best thing about this company and and what we did together was you let me do my thing. And that I really appreciate that. Like, of course, you tell me different stories, but if I came to you with a story and hey, this is how I, how I kind of want to tell it, you'd say, okay, let's see it. Like, you you kind of gave it's me that a, chance. It's kind of it, well, especially if you're enthusiastic about something. Like, I, I kind of let Derek do his thing because he's good at it, 
and, and if he's motivated to write that story, I want him to tell that story. I'll come up with ideas for you guys. Sure. Like I think that's my job is, hey, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about this idea? Can you do this? And some days I might just give you, hey, do this story. Right. But yeah, I want you guys to, that's part of being a reporter is finding ideas and finding stories. And, and I think that your work ethic sets the tone for Derek and I a lot because you are like, I, the joke we made yesterday was for signing day, you wrote like 400 stories. That's, you know, I was telling Trevor, I think. December's nuts. Yeah, right? December and November are nuts. So yeah. so you just set the tone with like the work ethic and every ever since then I go, I got to work just as hard. Maybe not just as hard because I was a student and all these things, but I go, I have to be almost as good, right? And, and that type of, you have a standard and you want to get to it really helped me and really motivated me because I'm a pretty hard worker and I want to, and you were outworking me and I go, ah, I don't want that. I want to work harder. <laughs> so that type of, that type of grinding and, and finding different things and trying to zig while other people zag and, and right. do things differently and, and bring different opinions to this beat was so invaluable. So invaluable. I, I think one of the most important pieces of advice I could give people, and you've learned this, show up every day. That's one of the hard, like it's one of the easiest things you can do but it's one of the best things you can do is just show up every day because your sh- people know you, they get to know you, they get comfortable with you, and if something comes up, random day, Marquez Beeson tears his ACL, you're there for it. That was the time that I randomly showed up to a spring ball practice, and some kid named Isaiah Williams was taking an unofficial visit that day, and I couldn't be there, and, and I was, was the huge. only person there, and I was. That was one of those situations that he was huddled up in a hoodie, <laughs> and I go. I think that's Isaiah Williams, but I'm not sure. And I didn't, I had nobody there. I was the only person there who got that. And I think, awesome. I think you were the only one that was there when Griffin Moore committed. Yes. And I got both of them that day. That was the same day. Yes. I got both of them. It was, it was awesome. And then, and then I called, you called me up for the radio thing. And then I was doing that and then running back to talk to Isaiah and all the coaches were there and they were like, yeah, go talk to him. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please, what's he saying? You know, we need need some commits. And and that was so huge. And that was, and I remember that because that morning I didn't really want to go. It was like early in the morning. Mm -hmm. It was like freezing cold, but I was like, I got to be there. Spring ball is tough because it's 7am when they start, usually 6.30am. And you want to be there to see who's who's playing where, who's, and you only get like 10, 15 minutes. It's much more closed in the first couple of training camp. But you do get a lot of visitors there. 100%. Uh, a lot of visitors in the spring. So for us, I mean, you get that opportunity to see them. But it's cold and spring it was cold, ball, man. It was freezing. <laughs> and then like when the sun's not up yet yeah. in Memorial Stadium, gets really cold yep. in the shadows in there. And Rod Smith's wearing a shorts. Of course he is. <laughs> um, when, when I texted you that Isaiah Williams was there, do you remember what you were said? No. In response? You were like, the one day I don't <laughs> yes. go? The one, the day. one day? Well, because I, I was sitting there going like, because I want that story, right? Mm-hmm. I'm competitive to get back to the competitiveness. But I was like, good for Isaac. I, 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 at that point, I trusted you. And you'd shown me enough in, what, the six months or a year you've been working with me. I'm like, okay, cover this thing. And you did really, really well. And then I kind of gave you more and more yeah. and more. And, and you wanted to do more and more and that, more. That was the thing. Like, I, I, I had a mindset change because early in school, I was all about, like, the getting as many A's as possible. And I was really, like, nervous. I had like, I think I had, like, a 4.0, like, my second <laughs> semester. I was pretty happy with it. But then I realized, like, I got to work. And it's not going to matter if I have a 4.0 GPA or if I have a 3.6 GPA if I, and, and the difference in clips. And so like that's then when it really started to click that I needed to get as many stories out as mm-hmm. possible and do as much content as possible just to get those reps and get those that experience. And I, was, I got that here, and that's so awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about some maybe your favorite stories, um, interactions with players, what you learned about reporting and, and building even sources, things like that. We'll talk about that next with Isaac Trotter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Isaac, um, so we've went through about how you've kind of grown in this beat, some of the early stories, but was there... Was there a breakthrough moment you thought? Was it the Isaiah Williams story? Was it? Was there any other breakthrough story that you felt like, man, that one actually had a, an impact? I think the Rayvon Bonner story Feature. is the one I think about. 9,000 words, talk to his mom, talk to all those things. Barely anything about football in it. Well, yeah, and and that was the one that I went, oh, I, I think this can be good. And, I, and, I, and then that was one of my confidence things, too, where I go, yeah, you don't suck as a writer. Because that's kind of the thing I went through for a while. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You always – I think a lot of people have that where you go, yeah, I really stink. I really stink. And then I, that was the, one of the first pieces I read after I wrote it, and I said, I really like that. One of the hardest things to do in writing, not just reporting, right, but in reporting you have to write. Is And, and this is true of broadcasts. It's true of politicians, whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's finding your voice, right? What what is your voice? And it felt like with that story, Isaac, you kind of found what your voice is. Yeah, that was it. That was the one. And 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 for, that was in April of 2018. So I just had the job for like a year yeah. at that point. And that's when I finally go, okay, that's what I want to do, and I want to do some more stories like that. And ever since then, I was able to do the Dre Brown story about his dad. That helped me get the job up in Minnesota. Yeah, that, that was the one that got the job. <laughs> like they, they loved that story, and so like that that's one I think about. Like I think about the Wale Batiku different stories where I happen to walk into the Arc Gym and he's working out there, and I go, "Hey, can I work out with you?" <laughs> he goes, "What's up, Isaac?" Yeah, yeah, of course. And like that's the difference because I had the access of having. Being a, student, being a student, too. so uh, there's some fun stories that I've had where I've run into people, run into athletes who are like, "Don't tell Lovey this" <laughs> or something. Or we playing basketball together. I played basketball with Nate Hobbs, Lou Dorsey, Bennett mm-hmm. Williams. That whole crew that was interesting. We didn't. We were really good. It was them three, and then Nolan Bernat, who was one of the walk-ons, walk-ons, and I, and I was the fifth starter. So it was us five, and we were really darn good. <laughs> except the problem was is that Lou and Bennett, Nate would Lou and Bennett especially would just chew the refs out every <laughs> single time. So we got um, we we had too many. We had too many. We were disqualified from the playoffs because we didn't have enough sportsmanship points because we chewed <laughs> out the refs too many times and too many turns. Wow. And so then the next year they were like, I don't know if we can let Isaac Trotter play intramurals. So I was like, listen, I was <laughs> on that team, but I was not a part of this. And yeah. then they let me play. But nice. it, that was that was an interesting crew. What is your favorite story that you've written? I really enjoyed the Dre Brown story this year. I really liked that one. I thought the reporting on that one was pretty decent. Talking to his mom is great talking to his mom talking to his wife how that came together talking to his father-in-law was really important and it was really the one that made that nice for me was i wrote that right after i got engaged and i have a really really good relationship with my father my future father-in-law and 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 just seeing that was really nice because i could relate to dre in that way Mm -hmm. a little bit with how he how close he is with his father-in-law and so like that made it a little bit more personal for me which made it really enjoyable and i really enjoyed dre as a person Mm-hmm. And that worked out as a pretty darn good story. And, and it was fun to, to, fun to write, fun to hang out with that crew. And there's so many different stories. I think that's probably my favorite, but there's so many that I just re- look back and I go, yeah, I really like that one. I really like that one. Yeah, I think you and I both like to tell stories, right? So, like, people might subscribe to us, and I take pride in this for 
recruiting stuff, for analysis. I, I, one of my favorite things we do is, what does it mean? So everyone's got the news now. You can just go to Twitter and get the news eventually, right, on recruiting or whatever. We might be able to tell you the process, like the twists and turns, which are interesting in recruiting. But I think the important thing is, well, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things for Illinois football or Illinois basketball? So the analysis part, Derek's really good at breaking down the basketball angle. Uh, I like to watch film for football, even if I'm not the greatest football expert. I can show you. Like This is what I learned watching this film as somebody who's played a little bit of football and, and watched a lot of football. Um, but I, you and I both love to tell stories, but there's a part of our job where we have to just report. What have you learned most about reporting? You have to talk to so many different people. I think that's the biggest thing. It's You're, you're not going to find one person that tells you everything, and there's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. you got to go ask multiple people. you got to find the different angles. And, you, and I think one thing that we don't realize is Sometimes, like, social media tells all. You go on Instagram, you can find out really interesting details. You can go on Twitter, and these guys are all there. And you can find some interesting things that you can glean that you can lead to asking questions. And it's all about the question. To be a good reporter, you got to be able to ask a good question. And I think that's... When you came to my class my freshman year, I remember... I don't don't remember asking multiple questions. The one question I asked was, how do you ask a good question? Because that's everything. Did I have a good answer? Your answer was, that's a good question. <laughs> and you said, but you said the main thing is you have to listen. You have to be a good listener to yeah. ask a good question. It's got to be a conversation because what I've told people, what I've told classes before, um, and I love go- going and talking to these kids because I have a little bit of experience now, but you know, Paul Clee came into our class. Some people came into our class and I learned a lot. Brad Evans came into our class and gave us different perspectives on the media. But I, I think we all go into, when we first start reporting, we write out a list of questions, right? And I still do that from time to time to make sure, okay, this is what I want to ask. But you can't just sit there and go down that list of questions because you might miss something because you might not be listening. You might be thinking about your next question. So listen, have a conversation, and the follow-up questions usually give you the best stuff. And and the follow-ups are so important, but to also just make them comfortable is so important and get it off of them or get it off of like, get the spotlight off of them. You know what I mean? And just make it a conversation. Make it like we're just chatting. Treat them like humans. Yeah. They're not- I, think, I, think the, I think the both ways, that's where you really have healthy relationships. And that's where lovey can be difficult at times because it is so distant at times, but with other people, whether it's the players, you know, some of them will come up to me and go, hey, Jeremy, what's up? Because- I'll talk to them about stuff other than football, and then we'll, we'll get into my questions I want to ask them. Uh, but if you're around them enough, you get to know them enough, um, you know, the coaches, whatever it is, um, you know, I talk to people that are just around the program, not that I'm trying to get information from them, but you want to develop relationships with people and get to know them a little bit. Like some guys on the team are baseball fans of a certain team, and like I'll talk to them about that yeah. every other day. And it just, it just gives you connections that if eventually you need a little bit of help or they need help, you know, you can have that relationship. And those are the, that's everything. And my examples of that is Caleb Griffin was at that same Danville area community <laughs> college sports media camp when I was little. So it's, re- that was, I w- that was one of those things when he committed and he had wore the Illinois socks mm-hmm. to the Danville basketball game that you were at. I was really happy when he committed because I go, ah, oh, that's good. I have a story there because I know him and we all, we, yeah. we have that interest there. 
Alex Palczewski. Do you know what he likes to talk about? Track and field. Did you know that? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Nate Hobbs. What does he like? He loves basketball. He's a great basketball player. So there's all of these different things that you can talk about people with. And just getting it away from football gleans the most stuff. Rayvon Bonner's faith, he wears that on his sleeve. And that's what I wanted to talk with him about. And that's when it, where I got the best stuff from him. And to be honest with you, like, we can break down plays and all that. Like, I really like getting – I like fans getting to know about these people. Because they're phenomenal people. Nick Allegretti is one of the best people on that team last year. His family is one of the yes coolest families you'll ever meet. Yeah, and 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 there's and they, they they have great means now, but the way like I thought, you know, doing a story on them about how they use it and how they give back. Sure, they have a huge house and enjoy it and and can go visit Nick at any game or whatever, but boy, they give back. And I think that was a fun story to tell. I think it's just so important in this industry right now. Good storytelling is the way to go. Good storytelling. You got to be, because people at the end of the day, we all still love our stories. We might just digest them in a different way. We don't Mm -hmm. pick up the newspaper as much anymore and just read it out of there. There's just different ways to digest it. But at the end of the day, we all love good stories. And I don't think that's going away. I don't think that'll ever go away. What do you think? Because for me, I entered this business at an interesting time because I grew up wanting to write for newspapers. Because I got two newspapers every day to my house, the Joliet Herald News and the Kankakee Daily Journal. My parents always had newspapers, so we always had it, and I always ripped open the sports section. I loved going to my grandparents' house Yes, because my uh, grandpa got to Chicago Sun-Times. And the Chicago Sun-Times had all the stats. This was before the stats, this right? was before baseball reference kids. Yes. So I didn't have the internet to go get baseball reference and look at all the stats. So you get the daily stats, see where the Frank Thomas is and the home run Miguel race. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Well, for me it was Frank Thomas, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr., all those guys. But like th- I loved that. I-, I didn't read as many like in-depth stories, but the newspaper was always part of my life. And I read a lot of high school stuff when my brother was playing basketball. He was a really good athlete, and I read everything uh, about him. And I loved it. So that's how I kind of got into it. But once I got into college, newspapers started to hurt a little bit. You start the rise of the Internet and all the Internet sites that were happening. And then the recession happened and these newspapers are in a bad spot. I ended up getting a couple jobs at newspapers and I loved it. Um, but for you and your generation coming up as wannabe, wanting to be sports writers, what's it like? What's it like out there for you guys? It's different because I think that. I think that there's one there, there's a couple different ways that you can go here. I think newspapers are one of those situations where it's an int- industry that you kind of know what you're getting into now. Everybody knows what it talks about. But there are some newspaper companies that are doing things differently and if you get with one of those then it can be really popular. But I really like the online aspect of it. That's why I love this site and that's why I think this site the Alana Inquirer is one of the best sites that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, Alana Inquirer before The Athletic was a lot like The Athletic mm-hmm. in, in, in a lot of different ways. We do a lot of different things that's similar to The Athletic. And I think one of my dreams is to always, you know, one of your dreams when I was a kid was to write for SI when that when they were really good. Probably not anymore. Um, but writing for The Athletic one day would be a dream of mine. So I think that's yeah. kind of one of those things. But the other aspect that I learned is with social media now, you have to be so careful with what you say because you can tarnish your image so quickly. And there, you could get away with different things back in the past. And now with everything so quickly and, and how Twitter works, that's where I have to be have careful. Have you had an example of that? No, not per se. I had a guy go after me on Twitter a couple of days ago. Did you hear about that? Was it something about meth? Yeah, the meth story. What, what was that about? Okay, so I saw a picture of Bill Belichick's son 
yes. on the sideline. And yes. I said, Bill Belichick looks like he owns an RV and cooks meth in the deserts of New Mexico. You're because basically of- saying Stephen Belichick looks like Jesse Pinkman. Yes, it was a Breaking Bad joke. Someone on Twitter did not get that reference because they had not seen the show. And so they blew up my Twitter with like 47 responses wow. about like how what a horrible human being I am and all of the blah, 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 blah. That's one way to spend an afternoon. It was. It really was. It was It was quite interesting. So, But but that's the type of the stuff. If, if you do something even worse, though, your whole career could be ruined yeah. if, you, if you say the wrong thing. So I think that's the, the thing now that – our generation, or my generation, I guess, is pretty good on social media because it's all we know. We're all always around yeah. it. So we understand that situation. But there are situations where if you're 16, 17, we see it with pitchers. 16, 17, 18-year-old kids say something so stupid. What, Ariana Grande this week? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All of Tumblr? These... I don't, I've never even been on a Tumblr. Yeah, I'm not think. on Tumblr either. <laughs> Maddie is, though. <laughs> there you go. Um, what, what was the biggest learning moment you've had? Because we all make mistakes. I still make mistakes. Do you have like a learning moment that you've had, like something you screwed up and you learned from? Yeah, um, there were a couple. I think the I think the one this year was when I accidentally tweeted something about injuries and got a phone call from a certain head coach of <laughs> Illinois football, <laughs> and he was not happy. And he was really not happy. You know what, though? Except I felt like I did the right thing in that. Yeah, well, you weren't inaccurate, right? Um, I don't. I'd have to look at the policy. Because you asked about Batiku. Yes, on video. But he it was one of those things that he didn't think I was asking about it. And he thought he was just talking to Bob. But Except, he said something about Batiku. Right. And then he was out there. Right. And then I asked about Kalen Tolson. And Kalen Tolson, I asked about him taking reps for, for Jake Hansen. He said, yeah. yeah, he's been getting all the first team reps and stuff. And But I slipped in on, on I slipped in that Jake Hansen and Jamal Woods at that time were out of practice because they were in sweats. Yeah. I can see where he would be upset about that. Yeah. But that's where you two have conflicting jobs. We do. Right? And So I got a, a sternly worded <laughs> three-minute phone conversation where I only said about three words in it. And then, and boom, I've, I've been I've been on the side of those one-way calls, too. But I think that's a great learning experience. It was. It really um, was. Because, because I understood what he was saying, too. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got a job to do. He doesn't have to give us access. Um, and there's sometimes there, like Jerry Kill told me when I covered at NIU, listen, you can watch practice. Uh, I want you to know about our team. Jerry was great with that. He goes, I want the people who cover our team to know our team. So that's why I allow you guys to come here. But anything about injuries, you have to ask me because I don't want parents learning on Twitter, right, or social media. I want them to get a call from me about an injury. And he said nothing about plays, formations, all that. And I said, fine, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, And and Lovey's done some similar things. Like, you know, certain times I've tweeted out a video or something they didn't want and coaches want it off there. And fine, I'll take it off. Um, I think some of that stuff's a little crazy, but I get it, right? Um, and it's part of the balance of having access, uh, which you need to do your job a little bit, but you also need to do your job and, and report and yeah. be critical when you have to be critical. And, and sometimes that leads to tough conversations. Yeah. And I've had plenty of those with certain coaches, and, and now you've had. I think that's valuable experience to I have. I thought it was, too. I wasn't irritated about it either after I got done. And, you know, it's one of those stressful things when, you, you know, a random number calls you up and you just happen to answer it, and it's, hello, Isaac, it's Lovey Smith. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. could get really, that's like one of those, oh, boy, what's up? But I really did learn from that. And I go, okay, now I need to be careful, a little, a little bit more careful with how I do things and yeah. make sure I, I cover all of the bases. And there are certain times that we have stuff. Yes. Right. But it's not reportable yet, 
or you want to give Illinois a chance to comment on it or talk to Lovey Smith. Like for me, for instance, Virtus Brown, I had heard he was not going to be eligible to play. So I approached Lovey Smith after a practice, after a scrum. I didn't put him on the spot when other cameras are rolling. I said, Lovey, I heard Virtus is not going to be able to play. What do you want to say? Like, I, I wanted to talk to you about it first. And we had a conversation and, you know, professional conversation. And then the next day he called me up and said, Jeremy, here's my statement. I asked him a follow-up question. He said, you got my statement. I said, okay, that's fine. And I will give Lovey Smith credit to that. And I think you've experienced this. Um, he's very professional. Very after, professional. After, after those conversations, yes, he's very professional. Yep. It's, it's not something – he moves on from it. We move on from it. But we both get to say whatever our piece is. And, and that's that's how you do it on the professional beat. So I I think that was an invaluable learning experience. It, it really yeah. was. And what, you talk about holding information. One of the good stories was when Marquez Beeson, Marquez Beeson, throughout that recruitment, you always kept saying, he's your guy, just call him up, right? Because yeah. For all those updates, because he and I were talking pretty yeah. much regularly. And there was one- Calvin in, Avery was your guy, too. I love Calvin <laughs> Avery. I will Texas always- boys. I will always- And Kevin Myers, too, was one of the dudes that I talked yeah. to regularly. But with Marquez, I knew he was coming to Illinois after I got off the phone with him. And he hadn't committed yet. And you and I texted you, and I said- I think he's coming to Illinois and you go, are you really sure about this? And I go, he really sounded pretty like mm -hmm. it's, it was like, he was, he's he was coming on a visit. He right? was saying like, I made my mind up and he kept saying that, like, I know what I want to do. And it was just like one of those, like, I think he's coming to Illinois, but I couldn't say anything. And I really couldn't write that or anything yet. And it was just like, we had to, there was that waiting period of really finding out if it was really true. And then you text me, you go, are you positive? And I go, yeah, I think he's coming. And he goes, gun to your, you were like, you didn't say gun to your head, but you're like, if you like something like basically like gun to your head, do you really think he's coming? Yeah. And I said, yeah, after all those things. And it was, and it happened. It was cool. Yeah. But like, we didn't throw it out there. I think you quoted him with had some strong quotes about Illinois. Yeah. Um, and then Marquez committed. I had an interview with him, but he wanted to tweet it. Right. So that's the one thing about this recruiting thing is you still want to give those kids their moment. It's a beautiful moment. It's, it's not about me. It's not no. about the scoop or whatever. It's nice to have an idea of where they're going. We can tell our our you know subscribers, hey, feel pretty good about Illinois and Jerzon Newton, right, a day before. But I'm not going to say, yeah, peace committed. It's a done deal. Like, yeah, tweeted out, hey, Jerzon commit, right. uh, committed to Illinois or, or told Maryland he's not coming. It's, right? good, it's good to have stories ready in advance when those things happen. Yeah. It's, all, it's all nice. But that's their time. Kids their only moment. make that decision like once or twice in their entire life. There's only a couple guys that are different. And it's usually older guys like Anthony Shipton told Doug Bouchon. Doug got that, you know, like, and he told them on the record, Doug breaks it. Like, that's rare. A.J. Bush told me that's rare uh, to have a story ready to go where they just tell you and say, yeah, go, go with a story. Because I asked A.J., like, do you want to announce this? He's like, no, man. He'd been through this too many times, right? Like, he committed to Nebraska, transferred to Virginia Tech, so it wasn't that big of a deal to him. Um, but, yeah, I think that side of it. Um, what do you make of the recruiting? What was it like re covering recruiting? It's wild. I've never had so many kids on tweet notifications in my entire <laughs> life. It's one of those things, situations. I had um, Javantez Spragans, the kid who committed uh -huh. to Tennessee, the other day. He tweeted something out. It was the first time he tweeted in, like, four or five months, and I was like, oh, I still have you on tweet notifications. Takes Turn you off, off. Unfollow. <laughs> it's season unfollow season right now. It is unfollow season. So <laughs> it's awesome. But, like, when you realize how much power – not power, but, like, how much sway a 15-year-old, 16-year-old wow. kids can have on fans, Man. that is crazy. Did you learn how much – like, Maddie is on call, right? Right. We are on call. Always. That doesn't go away. She, yeah, she I mean, said that to me a couple times. She's like, do you ever stop working? I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, I love my job. Um, but there is a point where it's like, 
you know, you struggle with it, especially with me, two kids, wife, and um, I probably work 15-hour days, especially with the radio show on top of it. Like, like, I probably work that much, and you're never truly off-duty, and especially with our website where we want to interact with people on our premium board, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if they got questions, I want to be able to answer them. I want to be able to answer them quick. Um, That takes a lot of time. I've, I've gotten better, I think, of just putting it away, not not paying attention to it for a little bit, but it's hard not to. Twitter is hard. In our hard. business. Twitter is hard it's to 24/7. avoid. So, yeah, that's the thing with recruiting. Like, I just realized, like, it's it's constant. It's You never know what's going to happen. There's so many twists and turns and ups and downs. And I've I'd never realized how much coaches' gifs matters now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, wow. Now, now wait, I'm is reading. Is it a Rick Flair gif? It's not a Flair gif. No, it's not. He didn't commit. Oh, wait. How many did he do? He did four. Does that mean four commits? And there's only two committed now? Well, like, you know what I mean? It's just right. like, it's like wow. Reading the tea leaves are a little different now these days. All right. When we come back, let's talk about your new gig, man. That's next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Isaac Trotter, the Daily Bulletin in Rochester? Is that what it's Post called? Post Bulletin. Post Bulletin in Rochester, Minnesota. Rochester, about, what, an hour south of Minneapolis? Yeah, yep. Okay, so what is the gig? So basically, they are creating a new position, first time in 15 years that they've hired someone, and they want me to come in, and they want me to expand their high school coverage, and they want to get me into the Twin Cities to cover the NFL and the NBA with the Timberwolves and the Vikings. And That's pretty cool. I'm really no, excited. No Twins? They're not excited about their... They said that the Twins, they get decent coverage already up there that they can uh, just st- take down. I was going to say, because they're AL North or AL Central champions, does it not matter? Yeah, I know. It's every, Freaking Twins. It's baseball in Minnesota. Who cares? Twins, no. the bane of my baseball existence. <laughs> no one likes the Twins. Maybe I'll find my way up into Target Field. I'm just saying, like, White Sox fans, like, Cubs fans, like, we don't worry. About, I, I don't worry about the Cubs as much as I worry about the Twins. Because whenever we're kind of good... The twins are better, even though they're less slightly talented. better. Just they're slightly so scrappy. Better. Yeah, no, that's that's got to be. Re- twins. I, I feel like your how you feel about the <laughs> twins is like how people feel about the Cardinals. Yes, I'm on the opposite side of it. Yes, like just somehow find a way to get the best. I know, out here's of their the group. here's the Cardinals again with our non All Star roster. Right. Oh, Ryan Franklin's <laughs> your closer. Right. Got Daniel it. Daniel yeah. Descalso, huge playoff moment pete cosma has like six hits in his entire life and has like the biggest world series or biggest hit in the nlcs oh here's this old dude comes in is awesome for them sungwang oh they signed for 210 dollars off this off the trading block I thought and now berkman and beltran were done but no they're 48 heroes, home runs combined yeah. yeah no yeah that's better the, than pools true true carried that team john jay they get the most out of john jay yeah, he did not have a good White Sox career. He was there to bring Machado and didn't bring Machado. <laughs> did not come through for me, boy. Uh, John Jay, nice dude. Great dude. Way. Met him at uh, spring training. Really? He's a really young guy. Yeah, Lante and I went down to spring training, Jupiter Ford in 2011. We had Lou Brock and his nice. wife on the radio for a long time. Met Matt Carpenter for the first time. Trapper Keeper sticker. And we loved him right away. He was focused, man. Wasn't he? He was like... I could use a Matt Carpenter focus next year <laughs> because uh, not great last year. Yeah. Just needs to go back to old Matt Carpenter, just spraying hits 
everywhere. The thing I will miss the most about you is our impromptu baseball <laughs> okay. discussions. Mid podcast. We are the best at this. Like I really like me, you, me and Austin Burke. Hey, did you see a smoke sign with the Brewers today? For five million dollars? <laughs> what the heck are they doing? Watch them hit like thirty two home runs. Yeah. At least they're doing things. Although it's not that hard to hit thirty two home runs anymore. No. I could hit like seventeen. What did I ask you? Oh yeah, what are you covering? Yeah, so I'm covering the Vi- <laughs> the Vikings, the Timberwolves, and high school sports. That's the plan for now, and it is going to be crazy and new, and I'm terrified, but also really excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sh- there there should be anxiousness. Yeah, right. And, but I think I think being nervous about things is good. I was nervous when I started working for you. Yeah, so nervous. I was still nervous, like year and a half into it, just because I didn't want to mess up. And that's that's I think is a good thing to have. Before we get into the professional stuff, what's it going to be like for you to live away from Central Illinois? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was born and raised in Muhammad. I was there for 16 years. My family moved to 15 years. My, my mom moved to Farmer City, so I was there for three years. And after that, I moved to Champaign like, to go to school. Mm-hmm. It's just so I've, I've always been so close. You know, I still go to church in Muhammad. Like, I have all of these different things that I, all the people I know here, it's, it's going to be different. But I, I'm kind of excited because it'll be fun to go up with Maddie and just have, like, our own little life. Yeah. And that's weird to say. But well, like, because you, you guys, um, you guys personally want, but you guys have been away from each other right. for most of your relationship. Right. Right. She's from Bloomington. She's right? from Bloomington. We met in high school. We didn't date or anything in high school, but we knew each other. We were pretty good friends. And then we started dating the summer before I went to college and she was going to school, nursing school in, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So we were about two hours apart throughout college. I tell you what, though, it's great. Mar- it's a great practice for marriage. It is. It is decent. <laughs> together. It is if, decent. if you can live together, you can be married. Yeah. So I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. And it's just going to be fun to be in a new town and yeah. together and to do some fun stuff and, you know, make new friends. And I'm a little nervous because, like, all my friends are here. All my family's here. Sure. Everything I know is here. But I think getting out of your comfort zone is good. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about it. And I don't think – maybe we do come back someday. Yeah. Maybe we do. Well, we'll see what we're doing then. Uh <laughs> Keep me in mind. Just keep me a spot open. Um, what What's it going to be like for you to go from college, where there's a lot of interest, um, to high school level, where I love doing high school stories. Like I kind of miss them because it meant a lot to those people. I think it meant more to some high school kids, their parents, their family, um, but maybe not as much. Int- what's that going to be like for you to cover high schools? It's different. It's different. And I think it'll make me be creative. And I got to get extra creative. And that's the thing that I like about them and th- their vision. They want me, they don't want me just to go to a game and write a recap. They want me to do something fun and new. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it'll be a little different because Illinois fans are crazy and awesome on Twitter. And I really enjoy those interactions. But I mean, they're, they're probably not going to be that interested in the high school sports up in Minneapolis. Don't unfollow him, guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd cry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really will. So it'll it'll be different, but I, I I don't think I'll ever lose my humor on Twitter. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. took me a little bit to find what my humor is and what I'm good to do with working and everything. And but I don't think that's ever going to go away. And I'll probably still watch plenty of Illinois. Games. Your humor is enthusiasm. Very much enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, you young enthusiastic! I feel like I get that response from you. I'm like jealous of your you young uh, youthful youthly, enthusiasm. My favorite youthful enthusiasm <laughs> one was when the Bulls uh, they drafted Kobe White, and I was like, "Yes, this starting lineup is good. Is what it's going to look like. It could like, possibly oh, back to the playoffs." And you're like, "Oh, I envy it." And now you really do envy it. <laughs> you haven't uh, you haven't lived through this many terrible bowl seasons, apparently. But to my Illinois followers, <laughs> I probably will not be. Not having Illinois football takes, and I definitely will probably. You could probably have more hot takes, definitely, because you don't have to answer for them. Lovey Smith won't have to call <laughs> me up anymore because I won't have to see him. I'm every sure day. he doesn't read them. How many tweets of Lovey's? I don't know how many tweets Lovey's put out. How many do you think he actually typed out? 
uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> I always go, who who do you think tweeted that? The popular one with the the Yo- baby Yoda with the beard. I yeah. feel like that was him. Like that sounded like a lot like him because Mike Epstein was like, take coach's phone away or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was in like Florida on recruiting. So like, that I don't think, I think that was him, but there's not many that are him. <laughs> no, I can't imagine he really cares. I, my favorite was when he came to Illinois and they had to make him a Twitter account. Yeah. That was really fun. I wouldn't have one if I were an NFL coach. No, no, no chance. No chance. Okay. Um, so what are you most interested to get in with pros, man? Like you get a chance to cover cat Andrew Wiggins. It's going to be so fun. Kirk Cousins. I like their coach. Ryan Saunders is a really interesting guy who has a really cool story. Flip was really good with the media from what I heard too. So Yeah, so I think it'll be I think it'll be it'll be fun to create my own little niche and niche how do you ever you say that mm-hmm. in a new market in a big market and something different and and it's it's also I I'm a, I have a little bit of I'm removed from it because Illinois I knew everything about when I started covering it and I've been around it for my entire life. I mean, I, it's no secret. I was a diehard Illinois fan when yeah. I was little. I mean, D. Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head, Roger Powell, and James Augustine. Like, I was crushed when North Carolina won that game. Yeah. So, but turning into jur- a journalist was different. And I think I did a decent job of, of removing my fandom and covering things pretty objectively. And and then, for, but for this, it's a whole different ball game with the pros. And I, I think it'll be exciting. And I'm really excited to to get a little chance to do it. Because at the end of the day, my goal was always to make it to the pros. Yeah. My goal has always been, and eventually I hope that I can maybe cover an NFL team as my only job, and that's my job. Like That would be really, really fun. How do you plan to attack when you do cover pros? Because you got to do it differently than the guys who are there every day, whether it's the guys at Athletic, whether it's the guys at the Star Tribune, like our boy Chris Hine covers yeah. the Timberwolves. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I think I th- and, and I think one of the things that I – I did a decent job when I was here just watching how you worked and watching how I think Joey Wagner's a star. I watched mm-hmm. how he did things, how he asked questions. So when I get up there and I see all those professionals, I'll look at them and see kind of how they do things. And then I'll go, OK, I'm going to take a little bit from that and a little bit from that guy and a little bit from that woman and a little bit from them. And I'm going to do all these different things. And then I'm going to do my own thing, too, differently. And one of the things I, I, I really want to focus on more is finding those little details that I can make a good story out of. Mm-hmm. Finding a story that nobody else has done on professional athletes is not easy. But I want to find it. I want to challenge myself to find it. Finding a little aspect of a game on, you know, why these things happen. I read a really cool story the other day um, about, a, you know, the Vikings athletic guy. He saw that they had ditched their two-minute offense and they were writing up plays on a little drawing board because mm-hmm. they had run through all their two-minute drill plays when they were making a huge comeback against the Broncos. Yeah. Those are cool things. And I want to find different stuff like that. And I want to hone in on that and not just write the Vikings won 98 to 58 over the Bulls, who are coached by an inept Jim Is Boyle. Kirk Cousins elite? Right. He's good. He's good. <laughs> he's enough. good. He's, he's better good than enough. the guy my Bears have. Yes. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he is a unquestionable franchise quarterback. He's a top 15 guy, no doubt. I th- I, yeah. If that's how you describe a franchise quarterback. Yeah. He he can play. Yeah. And if he, if he got cut, he'd have a job in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Scoop him up, Bears. Yeah, that's <laughs> I what I'm saying. I do that. So I think, I, think it'll be re- I think it'll be a new challenge, and I don't necessarily know how I want to do it yet, but I, I know that I can if I work really hard and if I ask the right questions and I have a good attitude about it, I think I can do some cool things. What is your long-term goal? I want to cover an NFL team one day. Yeah. I'd love if it could be the Bears. And I, th- I think that that would – I mean, I don't – it doesn't have to be the Bears, but I'd love to cover an NFL team one day, and I'd like to work for the Athletic. I think that'd be a I think that'd be a really fun goal for me, 
because I think the athletic with what they're doing now is really interesting. I think Brett Dawson's a star. I think, you know, Brendan Quinn is really good at what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm not pigeonholing myself either because I think that I like radio and I really like, and I think that radio is really fun and I'd like to do good at it too. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's been awesome to work on the show. No, I I think that's really important is, I mean, you've had people feel you out about TV, too. Yeah. I mean, you got to look for it, but you're good for it, right? Like, you're good on a camera. You're good there. And it's really important for people to get experience like that. And, you know, you kind of said, hey, can I do the show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I know you can handle it, but I think that was good. And people on the Jeremy Warner show loved it. Like, they missed you when you couldn't come yeah, in this was, semester. I missed it really yeah. badly. And you, you and Austin and I had a great dynamic. Last baseball offseason was great. Oh, wasn't it awesome? I, <laughs> Just trolling and, him was the best thing of all time. And he takes it so well. He really does. Yeah, he, he knows it's good nature. It, yeah. he, good, he knows it's good nature. But, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I don't want to pigeonhole myself because I really do think that – the where, where journalism is headed is, can you do a lot of different things? And I want to do a lot of different things. And I would get bored if I was just writing. Or I'd get bored if I was just doing radio. And just having all of these different things coming in is really fun. I, I got to tell you, I, I always planned after going to DeKalb, my next step was News Gazette beat writer for Illinois. And what got me there is radio, right? Like, Because I took the radio gig here, wrote for Doug at Rivals, which was a great um, experience for me because it kept me writing. And it kept me more involved and helped me ask more questions. But then I turned that into 24-7 sports, and I'm doing right. You know what I mean? Like, so the way I got to being an Illinois beat writer was different. Unconventional. Unconventional, but it led me to where I wanted to be, yeah. which is ended up being awesome, which is why I would tell people, and I always tell people, be willing to deviate from – your plan, plan. And, yeah. and you're saying definitely be willing to do that which is awesome and i and, I, and it just it'll just be i think football is the sport that i really want to stick with because i like all the different stories but if you know if they, if i was end up covering the nba or something like i'm not going to be mad about that or anything right. just like one of those in my goals i know all right one game a week makes it a little easier it's what, a shorter season you know what i mean what about covering the flexter i have no interest <laughs> in that i have zero he's interest. interesting man he's very um okay. he's very accessible too Oh my like, god! I, there would be can some you, advantages of covering PJ. Can you imagine the difference of going from Lovey Smith to PJ Fleck in one like little year? I I can tell you, I don't like the way PJ does things, mm-hmm. certain things, but I think as a reporter, he might be a breath of fresh air. Maybe he would be. Maybe you know what I mean? Because be. he's yeah. he's accessible. Um, he says interesting things. Even if he just says a lot, his guys buy into him. <laughs> yeah, and they they're they're, they're an exciting good. program. They're good. They're on the come up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I that would be, that would be tough for me. Like even though I'm I personally am not attracted to that no. style. That's like, the thing. Like it's weird because like I've told I told a lot of people this like for two years beforehand. Like I didn't like PJ, and you know who else I didn't like? Richard Patino. Where am I moving? Minnesota. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> How in the world did I do this? <laughs> That's right. Okay, so if you had advice to give to anybody in the business um, that wants to get into the business, wants to be a student, what would you tell them? You just have to work harder than everybody else, right? Or at least try to. At le- well, yeah, at least try. Like, I think that I think that I'm not as talented as other people are, right? There's just, there's, you're, you're just not. Some people are just better than, at, at stuff than you, and that's okay. But I think if you work really, really hard, that'll come through. And, and, and sometimes it'll, it'll work itself out if you work hard. And you also have to be willing to not just pigeonhole yourself because it's just unfortunately, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be Brian Barnhart or John Rooney. Well, listen, there's only a certain <laughs> finite number of guys who can be 
you know, John Rooney being play-by-play for the Cardinals. And only so many opportunities. And only so many chances. And they only come once in a while. And listen, that I think that being willing to change and being willing to try new things and new environments is, is so important. And that's why recruiting was so good for me because that's a new world that I wasn't involved in. And these kids were my age, basically, mm-hmm. a year older than me. And it's a whole different world. And, and it got me a different exposure. And that's why going and doing Illinois basketball, too, instead of just Illinois football, a new thing and adding new things and doing TV and doing radio and doing writing, like all of those things were so helpful. And if you work hard and you do a lot of different things, it'll work itself out. And yeah. I think that especially now in, in college, there's so many, like there's so much pressure on got to find an internship. You got to go work for the New York times as an intern or yeah. all of these different things. And that wasn't the path that I chose. I chose to stay here on campus and work for you throughout the summers and, and get as many yeah. clips as possible. And that worked out better for me. So I, I think that there's a different path to success yeah. for everybody. Um, I, I would say if people want to get into this industry, it's a fun industry to be in, but it is really competitive. Really competitive. It is really competitive because everyone would love to be a sports writer. Not everyone wants to work as hard as it takes to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And and while it's competitive, and, and yes, th- th- there is hard work, but there are some people on the speed night. It can get competitive and you go, I got to be better than them. I got to be. Th-. It's important to treat people the right way. Yeah. That you're working with. Even well, if yeah. They might be competitors. Yeah, because like, there are competitors on this beat that I'm friends with great friends with Joey but we, Wagner. But we push each other to be better. Sure. Right? And 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 Brett, and Brett Barron's just an awesome job at WCA. Mm-hmm. I guess we're competitors, but I don't feel like a competitor. There's a level doing of respect. Yeah. And and that's the most important thing that that I think Like I, I bring Doug on my radio show. Sure. I'd love to bring Brad, but he's a teacher, so I don't get to get him on in the day. I, I respect those guys. Like, you know, and I want I want everybody to eat here, right? But I just I want to be better than everybody. Mm-hmm. And and I got a competitive streak and I know you do too. Yeah. And and it is competitive, but that doesn't when you're competitive, that doesn't mean you treat people the wrong way. And right. that's one of the things that I've learned about this because it can be so competitive and it can be you're fighting for stories or get frustrated because somebody else got a story before you or you didn't like how they did certain things. It doesn't matter in the long run. It really doesn't matter. If you work hard and you take care of your business mm-hmm. and you try hard and you are talented and you're willing to do different things, that'll come through. That People will see that. People yep. will respect that. And it, it will work itself out no matter if somebody gets a story out 25 minutes before you did. Yeah. Um, I always tell people, I, I think Derek Piper is one of the better writers I know. Like um, The one thing I would say about Isaac Trotter is the enthusiasm and work ethic. If, if people work as hard as Isaac Trotter and are as enthusiastic as you, they'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that that's where you've done that and your enthusiasm for finding stories. Yeah. Right. Like certain people might have work ethic, but don't know how to find a story. You do a really, really good job. Of that. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I know I'm just so thankful for you. I, I really am. I'm thankful. I'm glad for it you. worked out. I'm, well, I'm glad. I, like, this is what I, I want to help people move. Out. Yeah. It stinks for me that you're moving on. Yeah, and we talked about, you know, possibly. But I told you when we're up in Minnesota, I was like, we were. do whatever you, we need to get you here. Right. Because I know what it's like to be. Uh, newly engaged, right. starting your new life, needing a job, whatever we need to get you there. Yeah, and it was one. Like of it was more. It was more. It's like we need to get you here. I'll be fine. And and <laughs> that's what I appreciated so much because I was so nervous about it the whole time. And like it was one of those things that I was like, man, like I really want to stay here. Like I really like this yeah. job. But it, I I knew that Mayo Clinic was and her job was always superior. It w- always was. And and you know when I get engaged and I go, I'm not picking my job over a person couldn't do that and it wouldn't have been fair you're a smart man right like, <laughs> like i just it wouldn't have been fair and there like, are many jobs there there are many jobs. there's not there's not another maddie 
That is true. <laughs> right? That is true. It's just, it's just, it's just. I, I'm just so, I'm just so thankful for this place and these people that are here. Mm-hmm. You know, Stevie's welcomed me into the radio show and, and let me do whatever, and yeah. you let me do whatever, and Austin's let me do whatever, and all the readers and subscribers and stuff on on the, on the site, like. Seeing those upvotes or seeing like the good comments, like those those make you go, okay, now that work matters, and that makes me want to try harder. Especially for the stories you care about, yeah, right for the Dre Brown story, Mm -hmm. or you know sometimes you do these stories and they don't get much reaction. Um, You can do a feature story and it's like, man, I thought that one was better than that, but then you get the reaction to the Dre Brown story Mm -hmm. or the Vitiku story, right. Or for me, it was like the Andres Felice one. It was an awesome story. I, I, you know, you work so hard at that. You love telling it. And you're like, man, this could be the definitive piece on this guy. And I want people to know about him. And when it actually works, it's like, okay, I did service that. Or you get the most important thing might be not that we're the PR firm for these people, but like Andres Felice or Dre Brown, those are just good stories or positive stories. And when you get like a text message from one of them that right. says, hey, I love this. Thank you for so this. much. Yeah. Right. Well, and another one was Mike Monaco when you did that story with him. Yeah. And he goes, "We use that stuff." You go, "You're reading a line I inquired to read about an Ethan Tabell, a long yeah. snapper, a walk on guy." Like those are th- that's cool. That's really cool. Or yeah, we got like reference for like a Jamal Milan story I did. Yeah, it was awesome. Like and and the, you don't. I I think sometimes it's it's easy to forget how cool this job is. When you're in the grind or stuff like that, and you forget like how cool this is and how lucky and how blessed I am to have had that, or how many people actually care about it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, how we're kind of a daily part of people's lives. It's pretty cool. That is, and cool. then that we can make them make it a little bit better for them, or take them away from some tough realities of life for a couple minutes a day. Or and I cool. even look at like guys that I went to high school with and the jobs that they're doing and I go, man, I'm just glad I'm doing what I'm doing. You know? I worked at the FedEx plant here yeah. north of town yeah. on Market Street as college kid. I think it's the best thing I ever did because when I go home and I pass that up every time, I go, kudos to all those people working there. But I'm glad I'm doing what I'm doing. You know what my job was? My dirty job? I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing. I was a plumber. Did you know that? You can I make worked, a lot of money plumbing. Maybe I you want did. to get into that, man. They were really, they were like, "Hey, do you want to stay long term, or you want to get get on the card to get your four years?" Going rate's right, pretty good for plumbers. Yeah, it was decent. It's but I, work, I worked though. as a plumber for a year and a half, my senior year, and into my freshman year of college. Hard work, isn't it? It was hard work. Really fun to lay in an attic <laughs> filled with like styrofoam and stuff to try to get a, a little pipe loose. It was, yeah, it was a, a, a trek. Well, an exit interview goes two ways. You got any questions for me before yeah. before I let you fly? Yeah, I mean, I I think that what 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 are you gonna do next? How do you? I'm not like I have big shoes, but how do you? Well, you this? you know, I have some ideas. Yes. that aren't gonna immediately happen. Right. Um, I had some discussions with somebody I'm, I was excited about, and I'm not gonna name names, but uh, not gonna happen quite yet, because our website has grown a lot and allowed me to give you like a decent yeah. wage the last four yeah, or five like months. Yeah, people don't understand like. You you were literally like paying me to be almost full time while I was in college. Yeah, well, and you earned would, it though. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. But you know what I mean. But like, not a lot of people would have done that. And yeah, I really, that was like awesome for me. Well, and like I could sit there and like we we've gotten to a point where Derek and I can actually have decent salaries, decent now, and appreciate all our readers for doing that. And now I could just sit there and pocket it myself. But I want to grow. Like it's more important to me that we grow, we get better, that we don't take a step back. And that's certainly not my plan. Um, I want to add somebody. Uh, I I want to add somebody really, really good um, because you are really, really good at your job. 
So I don't want to take a step back, even though I know Derek and I can have great sight. Gavin adds to us. Gabby, I'm excited to see what she can become under us because uh, she's enthusiastic as well. Um, but I am looking to add somebody. Um, and the first thing hasn't worked out quite right. yet, um, but I'm still not possibly that could still happen down the right. road. Okay, my here's my other one. Yeah. So if I happen to come back in like six years, mm-hmm. and this, of course, this site continues to grow. Do I have a job still here, basically? Uh, if we continue to grow, because as a trotter, might cost a lot of money by that point. Oh, you flatter right? me sometimes. Hopefully, <laughs> right. And depend. I mean, depends on what happens. I, I will always have an interest in adding Isaac Trotter to my staff. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was just checking to see. Let me do a little bit less. <laughs> be, that'd be nice. But no, I mean, the, the reason, like, when I thought you, you know, you're going to be gone, you know, it's kind of like, okay, now we're going to have to make do with basically two people again, or yeah. and just some contributors, um, because I do want people that are here full time. Yeah, like I want that to be my. It wouldn't thing. have been good. For me to, you know, do long stuff. Yeah, well, and, and we've talked about you, if, if your newspaper lets you maybe do some recruiting stuff, yeah. maybe we can find another way to keep you active if you want to be in it. But, um, you know, I, I want somebody that adds something big to our site. I don't want to just add somebody who writes this once a week or add somebody who just does it. I want somebody who boosts us and takes us to the next level because you certainly did that with Derek and I yeah, in the last it, year. We, we, were, we weren't the big three, but I mean, it was such a it was such a fun group to work with. I mean, we have we have fun stories. The, That's why I'm excited the about three the three ers. The three ers. Piper, Piper Werner, Werner, Trotter. Trotter. I just wow. came up with that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Wow, bro. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what, what is that meme now? Wow. Wow. Have you seen that one, that meme on Twitter? Wow. Wow. I'm wow. Not, I'm not with it. Oh, is that the Owen Wilson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going more of the Kobe White. No, that's true. Jeez. He's fun. I just like him to make more shots. Do you think I should grow my hair out like that? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You I got good like... hair. Enjoy the hair while you got it. I you think always make fun it. of me about my hair. No, not you got to not, you, you not gotta... make fun of me. You always go, oh, kids these days, they care so much about their hair. Do I do that? You've said I that. I don't like, think I've ever done that. that two no, or three I make times. fun of you guys for your. Uh, your lingo that's right but i, I love it because it uh, keeps me old <laughs> Makes you're not, me feel, no, you're not that much older than me it's weird now because we've talked about this i'm like the old man like obviously there's tate there's bob osmussen but after that i'm like the old man on the beat there's now. no mix anymore there's not like that guy there's, who's like yeah, 60 yeah well well bob's you know you're a little younger than that but like there's no like i'm the next step is I've been on this beat for about nine years now. Easy there, Grandpa. Mid-30s. And then I hear you kids behind me at the Lovey Smith's press conference talking about stuff, um, saying words that I, I can't understand. I'm like, wait, what does that mean? Like lit? See, lit I knew. Okay. What was... I forgot the word that got me going the other day. You were talking about it to your wife. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. Uh, not fresh something. I forgot what it was. Clean? No. Icy? <laughs> These are all new to me. <laughs> and you guys are like, what was uh, what were some terms you guys used in college? I was like, sweet? Wow. Sweet was a big one? I don't know. Like You guys you got so many. Richie. Scott Richie had another one that I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, we're the we're, we're the same age. So, yeah, Scott and I are about the same group there. But uh, I'm kind of the old man here on the beat now. So are you going to be there for like, are you going to be the next Lauren Tate? What's that mean? Be here till you're 84, <laughs> 92. If I make it that long, 
Maybe the secret to success is covering Illinois that long. Maybe it is. Because look at Fowler. I mean, people talk about Fowler Cannell. How did we forget him? Fowler is older than Tate. He's, what, 95? Yes, and still drives himself to every game. And he's he's quick on his feet. Oh, he's very locked in. Uh, Mentally, he's all there. Oh, yeah. He comes up to me and asks. He he goes, what's going on with this third string defensive tackle? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I love this. I really love love this. I love being around those guys. And And, And Lauren's Lauren's awesome. Oh, uh, just as a person, he's he's awesome. He's always welcoming me in, and he's still got his fastball every once in a while. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think he his questions that he asks once in a while are just so good, so good. And he's got that element of just doesn't care anymore. Doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't get one flying. He's leap. gonna out like you know for all these coaches that have been through here. He knows he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> John Gross, move aside, yeah. sir. I've been here for Warren's a while. Warren's gonna live till he's a hundred. Um, I I like what I do. Um, I like where I'm at. A lot of people have always asked me, do you want to go to the score? And I said, what, to be a small fish in an ocean? Like when, when here I can feel like what I do doesn't get lost, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can, you know, a lot of what we do can be like the go-to source for Illinois. That's always been my goal. And I think for some people we are. You know, the News Gazette's still a go-to, and they do a good job, and there are other outlets that do a really, really good job, um, but I feel like we cover it as well, if not better than anybody, and th- that's always been the goal, and I feel like we do cover it better than everybody. Um, there's certain things that we can beat on or we don't have the resources for quite yet, but that's my goal is just to get better and better at this job. I really don't have a, a next step. That's the thing, and, like, people – I've had people ask, like, oh, is the site going to take a big step back if you leave? I go, no, it's not. Derek's a stud. You guys, you you are awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you two are just completely fine. And I think that Gavin is a really talented guy. And I He's gotten so much better. He is really like, good. He's grown a lot in the last year. He is he is really solid. And, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Gavin Good graduated with me. Mm-hmm. We both graduated yesterday, basically. I finished our last final yesterday. So he and I are really good friends. And I think he is a really, really, like, I think he could be, like, one of those sneaky good writers one day that you don't mm-hmm. realize how good he is and then you read his stuff you're like oh my gosh now he's grown a lot and gabby Hyduk is a star too i think that she is really good she is only a sophomore at illinois mm-hmm. she's already in running to possibly be the sports editor as a junior wow. at the daily Alliance. that's pretty darn good for mm-hmm. a sophomore i'd make three women out of the last five years that would be sports editors including the charlotte carroll who is he's working at the, the athletic, athletic yeah. so she's got she's got talent too so i don't think this site's going to take any step back and i'm still going to be a subscriber i'll probably have some snarky mm-hmm. response once in a while yeah so i mean the plan is to keep getting better um yeah i can get better i learn stuff on the beat every year like there there are certain things i learn from i get better as a writer uh content that i think resonates more mm-hmm. um so yeah that's just the plan here i will say i think it's a really good last hurrah that we're both going out to san francisco yeah and that's like it's the gonna be good time. Thing. that's gonna be really fun yeah it's gonna be really fun and it's kind of a reward for covering right? a I program that hasn't Iowa been very good. I to nothing all alone in that press box. <laughs> gone to Nebraska games where, you know, gone all the way out there, Minnesota. Like, there's been a lot of long trips that have not been really worth it, but um, it was worth it in the long run because we're covering the team. And people know we are going to cover the team. We're going to go everywhere. Yep. Even if they go 0-3 in Maui. Yeah, that was a hard trip to go to Maui. Really, really was, huh? Uh, even if they go to Ireland. Yeah, I'm going oh, to Boy, that really, really. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we want to go there. Because you guys deserve it, and you give us your hard-earned money, and we want to invest it back in, and that's that's my plan with the whips. And that's why it was so special to be at Michigan State, because you make all those trips, and one time it's worth it. And one time, Illinois pulls off the biggest comeback of all time, and I'm at the five-yard line. 
And that's cool, right? Like, that's that's so cool. You're getting me jacked up, like, to say the Little Giants one-time speech. Have you ever watched Little Giants? No, I haven't, but you oh, should just do it anyway. Oh, man. You I beat Kevin Road. down Cherry Hill. Oh, it's fantastic. I watched Glory Road yesterday, first movie I've watched in, like, four or five months. It was great. I think it's overrated. I think there was a string after Remember the Titans, man, where they just tried to duplicate that movie. And it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just like, okay, I've... We've had this story in Disney movies like three times no, in the last that's three fair. years. But no, I, I agree with that. That's a good way of ending our exit interviews on some random <laughs> some random topic. I say we should finish with either deep cuts or go back to baseball. <laughs> okay, favorite deep cut of Illinois football. Who is your favorite Marquez twin? Brother. <laughs> uh, favorite walk-on. Do it now. Ethan Tabell. Oh, I knew it. He's not a walk-on anymore. It doesn't no, count. Okay, our, um... Is your bo- like, it's your, almost your friend, isn't it? Like... Friendly acquaintance, we, classmate. We weren't really friends. We weren't really ever friends. We just happened to kind of saw hit it each off. other. Yeah, yeah. kind of hit it off. And then I wrote a story on him, and he's really cool. I think I find him funny. I find his a very talented kid. I really I like all his tweets. Not back. like not like like it, but like all his tweets are funny. Yeah, back to back. Nolan's long snapper. Yeah. So okay. Bob so, so, doing work. So he's not a walk on anymore. So I have to change. I mean, my favorite walk on was Clayton Fajulin. Yeah, I really like Donnie Navarro, but he's now not a walk on. That's Fagellum. Fagellum. It's not Fagellum, but that's what Tim Banks called them all the time, even when he got Fedge. good. Yeah. No, I think Tabell has to be. I'm going to stick with that. Tabell's my favorite walk-on. I okay. always like him. Bryce um, Barnes is solid, a solid one, too. Who is your Illini guy in the 2020 class? I know the answer already. Deuce Ban. Okay. Slash Kevin Tyler. Who takes a huge leap for the 2020 season? Seth Coleman or Keith Randolph. I like it. I like both of them. I long think they're term. both going to be really good. What's your biggest concern for 2020? Defensive line is not going to be good enough and that the loss of Daley Harding might be bigger to replace than we think. I, think and I just think winning is hard. And I don't know if the takeaways are always going to be there yeah. as crazy as it was. I think just winning is hard. Although I do think the offense next year is going to be really good. Because every year Illinois won and gone to a bowl game. Usually it's been next year, eh, not going to make it. That's what 2010-11 was so interesting because it felt like Zook was finally gaining momentum and then they right, lost the last right. six games. Um, what restaurant will you miss most in Champaign? Original Pancake House. Wow. I love that place. Okay. I'm expecting like Chipotle or something. No, 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 There's no. There's probably a Chipotle no, up there. No. Maze? Isn't that where all you kids go? Maze? No, I'm not a big Maze guy. I'm a Chipotle guy too. Um, there is um, there's a little... Mexican place. Uh, Dos Reales, of course, is unbelievable. Uh, when you get to Minnesota, yes, Juicy Lucy's are fantastic. Okay, I will try those out. And if you get to Minneapolis, Nick's. It's on the south side of the city. Nick's or is it Matt's? Okay, one of those two. Look up one of those things. So next, no, next year Illinois doesn't play up in Minneapolis. The year so after that, when I it will comes definitely out. come and hang out with you. Okay, good. Yeah, you maybe can. maybe we can go to. Nick's slash Matt's. <laughs> yeah, one of those two. <laughs> can't remember which one it is now. We'll get up, hit up Chris Hine and have us all yeah, go. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I just try, I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate everything you've done for me. Yeah, no, it was great. You uh, turned into a heck of a writer, heck of a reporter, and I'm glad it's all working out for you and Maddie. I'm excited for you guys next year. It's going to be really fun. I mean, again, like I feel like I say this often, but it wouldn't have happened without you. I, I'm so thankful. This I'm isn't so your thankful. last podcast experience. No, it isn't. Because we're going to do some bowl stuff. We should probably do like a daily pod a daily pod are we gonna do a big pod out there 
We uh, are thinking, we've talked to some uh, the San Francisco Club about doing a show there. Um, there's yeah. some other media members who might do it with us. So finding, trying to find a way to ha- we can record it um, and maybe do our own thing too. But uh, definitely plan to give people updates every day we're out there. That'd be fun. We're gonna, tell us about what we're doing. We're going to have so much fun out in San Francisco. We'll probably have to go to Alcatraz. Yeah. We'll do our thing. I great. hope we can get out there with the team. That'd be really cool. That would be cool. I'm not going to make it out there the day they go. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I'm a day late. Alcatraz is awesome. All right, Isaac, appreciate it, man. Always, always a pleasure. I'll, you, I'll, uh, I'll give you an A minus for your exit interview. How should I improve for my next exit I just interview? Want, I just want you to give an I just want you to want a little bit more. So I'm just going to leave you with an A minus. That's a really good thing to do because you know I'm going to think about <laughs> leave this. Leave that like, carrot. I will definitely do better next time. Leave, leave that carrot for you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.